This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. I want to share something with us this morning that is unique in the sense that it's one of the things that we don't get to talk about very often because they message of Christ is one message with many applications. It is the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. But inside the gospel, there are many things to learn. And you've heard me say this, that if there are, if you don't know these things, if there are, if there are things of the spirit that you are not very acquainted with, most likely you will live the Christian life that keeps fluctuating. You are happy today, you are sad tomorrow because you have not learned to put attention or lay emphasis on the things that are more important than other things. Hallelujah. So, there is a kind of Christian experience that we should have. And one of the things that we must understand as believers is what I'm about to share with us this morning. It doesn't sound very good, but it's powerful. Are you with me? First Peter chapter 4, verse 16. I want to read something from there. Praise the Lord. I want, maybe I should call it the other side of faith. The other side of faith. Thou shalt suffer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, uh, First Peter 4, 16. Uh, I wonder, the Bible says, Yet, if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf, on this behalf. If anyone suffer, if any man suffer as a Christian, that means there is a possibility of a person being a Christian and suffering. Is that okay? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Philippians chapter 2 verse, 9, verse 29. Let's start from there. This is very important. I want us to pay attention because we must understand not just an aspect of faith, but every aspect of faith. Faith is not only when you confess and receive, or you decree and you receive. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. And he gave an illustration of a widow that kept coming to the king, and the king eventually gave her justice. Jesus ended the story by saying that, if the Son of Man shall come, will he find faith on that? So Jesus called the persistence of that woman, they are being persistent, being persistent, are, uh, Jesus called that faith. So there is an aspect of faith that keeps you on your knees, that keeps you praying. There is another aspect of faith that you pray once and you don't pray again. You must understand the balance. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, okay, let's read that Philippians 2.29. So can you give us Philippians 2.29? The Bible says, now this is more direct. Philippians 2.29. No, sorry, 1.29. Hallelujah. 1.29, thank you. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ. Let's read together. What's the next thing? Is that clear? The Bible says, you are not only to believe. This is what separates strong Christians from weak ones. And this is where 
carnal Christians run away. It is given to you not only to believe. That means if you believe only, the equation is yet to be balanced. But to suffer. Mm. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> Amen. We are called not only to believe Jesus, but to suffer for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. When we get to heaven, those who are going to receive the highest rewards are those who have carried the mark on their body. Those who have suffered for his name. It's not sickness. It's not poverty. But willingness to sacrifice things for the, same, for the sake of Christ. That's what we're talking about. At times, to be cheated for the name of Christ. Glory to God. Let me give you a very good example. And then we enter this message. Very, it's possible for a Christian, for instance. Now, let's say you are in usher department. And the reason why you are late for usher meeting, you've gone, taking a child to hospital, you've done all sorts, your best, here and there, to rush and you are still late. And the head usher is saying things to you. A carnal Christian will get angry. You consider all that you have done. With all I've done. They don't know my child. And you start saying things. You are wrong. The Bible says that if you suffer because you've done wrong and you take it patiently, there's no reward in that. But you see, even as you are castigating and saying things or chastising you in that unit, if you keep quiet without saying anything, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they don't know what you've been through to even attend the meeting. The Bible says the spirit of grace rests upon you. What you have done is that you have suffered for the name of Christ without defending yourself. Once you defend, once you defend yourself, you have robbed yourself of that blessing. Are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. So, we are not called to a life that is convenient. <laughs> we have the blessing. But even in the midst of the blessing, we are not called. That's why the Bible says, woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. Because of the of God's end time agenda. Believers are not supposed to just live, you know, everything is. No. Hallelujah. There are battles to fight, but most importantly, sometimes we suffer for doing what is right. You know, believers have been sacked before for refusing to compromise. I'm going to show you why I said that is the other side of faith. Hebrew chapter 11. When we talk about exploits of faith, we list the positive ones. But inside that Hebrews, that, that's like the chronicles of faith people, also both the positive and the, to show that this is correct message. Paul listed it to whoever, whoever wrote Hebrew. I believe Paul did, but there's a display by Bible scholars about who wrote Hebrew. But let's, let's start from around verse 30. The Bible says, by faith they crossed the sea. We, those parts, they are very good. By faith they did this, very wonderful. But we, we often forget to read the conclusion. Hallelujah. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. Wonderful. So they compassed the wall. And when it came down, the Bible called that act an act of faith. Verse 31. By faith, Rahab did not perish. So because she believed the spies and brought them in, it was recorded as an act of faith. Fantastic. Let's move on. Verse 32. He said, what more shall I say? Remember, I started from the beginning. Abraham leaving Egypt by faith. Then he said, what shall I say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. 33. Oh, true faith. This is the positive side. Subdue kingdoms. Wrought righteousness. Obtain promises. Stop the mouth of lions. 
<laughs> Quench the violence of fire. That must have been Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wonderful guys. Escape the edge of sword. So there is, a, there is this aspect of our faith that when we are attacked, we escape or we overcome. Hallelujah. And all these ones are beautiful. <laughs> Out of weakness, we're made strong. There is this faith in us that will say in the name of Jesus Christ, a spirit that is in me, quickens my mortal body and I am healed. We are supposed to operate that regularly to live in health. Wonderful. Hallelujah. They wax valiant in fight. Turn to fly the armies of the aliens. By our faith, we change events. Forces of darkness are turned back. This is the lot of every Christian and this is wonderful. So we must be well acquainted with this aspect. It is good. We live there permanently. But we must also know the other aspects. Let's read on. Women receive their dead back to life. By faith, a dead situation, a dead body can be brought back to life. And in the name of Jesus Christ, because the resurrection power of Christ works in you, may you experience this always. Amen. When they say it is over and you are there, it just starting. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says God gives life to the dead, calling things that be not as though they were. And that same faith of God is in us. So we too will give life to a dead situation by calling the things that be not as though they were. Amen. But that's another day. That's part of our faith, part of our inheritance in Christ. But let's read on. That they may obtain a better result. Now, that Bible says, we may receive. But the Bible says, and others were tortured. Go back. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain what? A better resurrection. Next verse. Others are triers of queer mockings and scourges, moreover of bonds, imprisonments. Next verse. They were stoned. They were sown asunder. They were tempted. They were slain with sword. They wandered about in sheep king, in goat king, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. Next verse. Of whom the word was not worthy. They wandered in deserts, in mountains, in dens, in caves. Next verse. This all having obtained a good report through faith. The Bible is saying that all the listed guys, both those who raised the dead back to life and those who were tortured, they were all people of faith. Did you get that? Yes, the Bible said this all, all of them, all of them, all of them, those who wandered in the wilderness hungry and those who multiplied bread and eggs, the Bible says all of them, once the suffering is for the name of Jesus, Except this kind of message revibrates around the body of Christ again. Everybody will pastor in Portacot and Lagos. Nobody will go to Coma Hills. You can be a professor. After all your studies, the Lord can tell you to go and minister among illiterates in the village. Will you go? If you are not familiar with this kind of message, you will never go. Because you go into where it is happening. Are you following me? Almost all anti-malarians are, are, are very bitter. If they were sweet, you just be throwing them in their mouths. But they are bitter. But they do a good work. Are you following me? From time to time, we must eat the balanced diet of the gospel. Otherwise, we become one-sided. Are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. So I told the workers when we were talking. This happened about last year or so. To uh, a man and his wife. You remember I said the story, a redeemed pastors. In the north, Bokwara entered the house. The husband was not around. 
the wife just put to bed twins, and they slaughtered the twins like goat right before the wife. They said, this is a message for your husband. When he came back, Pastor Debe called the man. He said, should I relocate you back to the south? He said, no. We don't run away. I told them another one on Wednesday. This one happened to my friend, Sharuka, who deals with women. Sharuka is not a pastor, but he has this program for young ladies. And he's always gathering them in thousands. He was working in corporate affairs in Lagos here. I want no director. The first thing that happened, when he got to that office, from security to the rest, they, they, after three months, said, now you, you are a Christian. Because the amount of temptation in public places, but he said no to all of them. That will not collect one cover from anybody that does not belong to me. Some people gathered money for him and put this in his account. He rejected everything. Now, he will use his salary to sponsor this ministry that he was doing. It was for over 10 years. The last one he did in Auguste, the governor's wife came down, broke down to tears. When she saw over 2,700 young ladies between age 18 and 25, he calmed them for three days. He gave them breakfast, morning and dinner for three days. And the money came just from himself and his wife. He did the same, in the time of crisis, he did the same thing in Joss. He did just last year, he did in Joss this year. And there were over 2,700 ladies in attendance. He did it in the bathroom. Three months ago, right the enemy got there, was shocked. 3,200 young ladies. Sponsored by him, he will calm them. They will rent hostel, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I told them the funny part of it because <laughs> people and those who are working with him, those who work with him now, they, all of them are in different offices. They give almost their heart to this cause. One day they gave so much, they didn't have any money. Nobody had any money left to give. So they bought cow to cook, to be cooking for those people. You know, 3,000 people money, <laughs> and they can't run away. You know, at that, that moment we pray, he said, that faith rose from within them. They called the cow. The cow came back. <laughs> he, he said, didn't know that the other kind of faith. He said, this one, when there's no money, you are not going anywhere. <laughs> they were having pastor's meeting. Where's somebody came to that? The cow. They said, the cow is no more there. <laughs> they said, in the name of Jesus, cow, hear the word of the Lord. There's no alternative. Come back. <laughs> About four hours later, they found the cow. <laughs> Hallelujah. This, he told me a story that shocked me. The last program they had, somebody sent half a million. A lecturer in, in Federal Laro. He heard about the meeting. And now they've been transforming the lives of young girls. And he said that, you know what? Any girl in Federal Poly that wants to go, because we have in Abeuta and Mapo, uh, 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 Federal Poly in Laro, so Abeuta is about one hour. He said, I'm laying down this half a million for anybody who wants to go. So they rented over 30 buses for young girls to cross from Mapoli to. And he said, now, the 500 was not the issue. You know, the man gave the money. They were taking the man to the theater for operation. He told the nurse that, wait a minute, call this PA, that's the lecturer. He said, what's the name of that boy? What are they doing? They are, they are reaching out to young ladies. He wrote half a million. He said, let them get buses to go there. Because when he received the alerts, they wanted to call to thank the man. The nurse told them that he's under anesthesia immediately. He was being willed for theater. He wasn't concerned about his recovery. He was thinking about some young girls' lives that will be transformed. You know, when we get to heaven, we need to ask ourselves, really, whether we are going to the same heaven with certain people. Because some have said bye-bye to anything comfort for the name of Jesus Christ. That is why the Lord doesn't, he can commit any amount to some people's hand. It doesn't change them a bit. Because their hearts, something has happened to the heart here. If some people should have jets, no, not jets, jets in jets. Even to pray, the whole idea is that how can somebody with that kind of resources still be that dangerous in soul winning? 
something must have happened to your heart to be like that. If nothing has happened to your heart, you can't do that. Something beyond what you are saying must have happened to you to make you that committed that this is where I am. And your prayer does not reduce. Something must have happened to you. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. And this is what we are being called to. That the cause of Jesus Christ, that cause as a C-O-U-R-S-E cause, becomes the number one thing that moves you. All other things. Second service, I'm going to talk about Uriah the Hittite. How come Uriah entered the names of the mighty men? The Bible talks about the exploits of almost every other person. Nothing was said about Uriah, but his name entered the top 33 in David's army. I'm going to show you how faithfulness God the guy there. Are you following me? Paul spoke about one guy, Epaphroditus. And he said that for the sake of the work of God, the guy became sick. Philippians 2, 28. Are you following me? Is somebody following me? That's what the Bible says. Just always remember our text. It is given to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe, but to suffer. A time comes, 25. Yeah, I suppose it's necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, a companion in labor and fellow soldier. Everybody say, look at your neighbor. Say, God needs laborers, not executives. Say to someone else. Say to someone else. Hallelujah. Look at it. I suppose so. It's a, a fellow soldier. But your messenger, he that ministered to my wants. Next verse. For he long after you and was full of heaviness. He was sick. Because you had heard that he had been sick. Look at next verse. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death. But God had mercy on me. On him. Not on him only, but also on me. Lest I shall have sorrow upon sorrow. Next verse. I sent him therefore carefully that when you see him again, you may rejoice that I might be less sorrowful. 29. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in I. He said, respect guys like this when you see them. And he gave the reason. Next verse. Because for the work of Christ, it was nigh unto death. So for some reason, eh, I got born again in secondary school. On that scripture, you know. God made me to get born again at that time to have access to some secrets and history, some historical facts. The teacher that was in charge of our fellowship then, Mr. Loboyo, I think he's in Canada now, his wife was a pharmacist. He was the ECU president in when there was a mighty revival in effect. He chose to be a teacher because of us. In town, he was the only teacher in the school, the only teacher who was living in a duplex. In Abeokuta at that time, where I grew up, even rich men could not afford duplex, but this teacher had one teacher because he had a shop in town where they were selling turkey. That was the best in town. The money was making from the shop should be many times more than the salary. He stayed to teach in school because of us. He was in charge of the fellowship, and that was the only reason why he was in that school. He was the father master teacher, was one of the best teachers, but he was so committed to scripture, you know, that he chose to be a teacher. He was the one that trained me. And he told me all these stories. Because the person that trained him also, the traveling secretary at that time, he was praying in the morning. When the Lord showed him that they were coming to give him an offer, a job in UK. And that was going to change his life. He just finished a PhD in UI. And, but he was following Pa Elte, reaching out to people in remote areas. And he said no to the offer. When the white man came with the letter, 
He told the white man that, thank you for the offer. I'm not even going to read it. He said, because God told me not to go. The white man said, after all these fanatics and, you know what the man did? He told the white man that, I will show you the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, hold the letter in your hand. Let me read the letter word for word. He told the man what was inside the letter without opening the letter. The white man fell on his face and said, Jesus is Lord. He was there. He said, I, I want to show you how connected I am to my father. In the vision I saw, I saw the letter. I will read the wordings of letter to you right now without you opening the envelope. And he did. He said, but God said, I, said, I want to stay back to work. These soldiers, the body of men on mission that brought the gospel had died here without returning home. Oh, there is too much comfort in Nigeria. That's why, when you ask, what do we complain about? You pray to God to give you a job. Three months of not seeing a job. You are down. You are down. Are you like that? Said so the experiment, I'm not going. I'm sad. You know, what I've been passing through. What, what are you passing through? <laughs> Amen. See, except to start eating strong meat like this, you will appear very weak. And any small thing will bend you. When you are praying, for increase in money, some are crying for souls. The last missionary that we partnered with, Joshua. Joshua Hadda, who was killed two years ago, macheted into pieces by headsmen. His wife was doing masters in UI. He brought her, was going back. That was when they hacked him into pieces. They went to serve and saw an area where there was need for evangelism. They married there and stayed there. Now he has two kids, but they've killed him now. Men! He translated the Bible into their language there. Every sphere of life, civil service everywhere, they are calling for Christians. The creatures, they are groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. They are groaning, they are crying. Groaning and crying. God might not send you to Bono states. Not all apostles died. Apostle John didn't die. Some might be killed as not everybody will. God will keep some people in town, maybe that's us and everything. But if you are here, how passionate are you about the gospel of Jesus Christ? And how much sacrifice are you willing to make for his name? That's the question. You don't just offer and say, okay, because I'm touched by this story, so I'm going to Borno tomorrow. No. <laughs> That's not what we are saying. No. But the question is always that, how passionate? When we say the cause of Jesus Christ on earth, what are you giving to be part of this? Do you feel your prayer time? We just pray for yourself. Or you wake up and start praying for other people. When you see the guys around you in the office who are not born again, what crosses your mind about them? What do you think about people like that? What about your neighbors? Hallelujah. It is not very convenient to wake up in the morning on Saturday, maybe Saturday evening, and go and knock someone that I want to pray the gospel. It's not. But it separates the boys from the men. We must give up comforts for the name of Christ. I read Zachary Tani Forum, a professor in Cameroon. Those are people that train people like Bragbilia and the rest. I told you, <laughs> he came to a church in Abeokuta many years back. The, the discovery he made in Cameroon, they are still studying up till now. When you are like that, God will give you supernatural wisdom. Bragbilia's assistant is a professor that has, he, he has entered a level that most rest of Nigeria they have not entered to. So God, when God can trust you, he will reveal things. Zakatani Forum, even though he was a lady professor in Cameroon, going about doing retreats and reaching out to people, I was reading his book and he said that I have passed 10%, 20 40%. I give 90% to God right now. And he said, you know what? I'm not broke. 90%. 
It's amazing. It's late now. 90%. And he said something. He said the first three hours every morning I pray. Something has happened to me that I can't separate myself from a life of altar. That's what I'm saying. First three hours he'll be praying in tongues every day. And he was a professor. He came to a, a church in Abelta and he just stood and he said, the title of our message, Do You Love Jesus? Ten minutes into the message, nobody could take it to the church again. Everybody was crying. The pastor ran to the toilet to go and cry. And then he decided to, whip, you know, to wipe his face off. And then he came back. When he sat down within three minutes, he started crying. The man couldn't finish the message. People were on the floor in the church crying. He, was just, he would just tell them a story, a scripture, and ask that question again. Do you really love Jesus? Nobody in that day, nobody could answer that question in the church. Everybody left feeling that say, we don't love Jesus. Let's tell the truth. That we are just using him. We don't love him. When he left, the fire that came into everybody in the church. You know, he just stood there, old man, and he was just saying, he would just tell you one story, quote a scripture, and look at all of you again and ask you, do you really love Jesus? Pastor just took and catch him. I ran to the back of the church, closed the toilet, went there for five minutes. You know, they cleaned the space, he came back and sat down. Within five minutes, the guy just went. Everybody, the meeting ended, the choir couldn't play again. Do you really love Jesus? Because he spoke from a heart sold out to Christ. So the ripple effect was mighty. This is important. Hallelujah. Some were tortured, others were killed. The Bible said that some were sown into two. That must have been Isaiah. Isaiah was killed by one of the kings. I think Manasseh also killed Isaiah. That very naughty boy. The son that Ezekiah had, when God had 15 years to his life. I know the funny thing. <laughs> God is awesome. Manasseh told them to put prophet Isaiah between two plywoods and he sawed Isaiah into two. That was how Isaiah died. And Manasseh did that. And Isaiah was the prophet of his father. But you see, this is the interesting thing. The same Manasseh later was captured. And the Bible says in his captivity, he lifted up his eyes. And God decided to forgive him of all. He was the only king that went to captivity and came back and became king. He was returned on top of what he did. Number one, God is massive. He doesn't say no to anything. And number two, it must have been that God also looked at, of course, God is massive. That's the overriding reason. But then God must also look at, must have looked at his predicaments. It was not the boy's fault. It was the father's fault. God added 15 years to Ezekiah's life. And one day, within those 15 years, when you ask for a blessing, be careful. Blessing can make you proud. You can give a promotion to somebody in church and it become the boss of the Holy Spirit. And that's happening, man. That's why the Bible says that a novice must not be made a pastor. The Bible says, lest he be lifted up and his heart to be filled with pride. I saw this a lot in school and I've seen it around in many places. Someone that is gentle in the church, then they immediately say, leader, he can't even listen to the pastor again. Now this one, Ezekiel had asked for 15 years. You know, God told Isaiah, I said, go and tell him that in 15 years, that put us in order, thou shalt die. Thank God for men in the Bible who understood that prophecy is never final. We look at that another day. If there is a prophecy against you, number one, the Spirit of God does not give prophecy against Christians. But let's say somebody tells you, or you see danger coming, there is something you can do. The captive of the mighty can be set free. I'm saying this to everybody. I'm not encouraging any young lady to make any mistake. 
But if you are already married to somebody and you are sure that you mismarried, that actually you made a mistake, that is why you are like captive of the mighty. The Bible says, even the lawful captive shall be set free. That means lawful captive, they won't capture lawfully. That means it deserves to be a captain. But in Christ, there is even provision for that person. We, we, we don't say this when we talk to singles. Let's, somebody will say that, pastor said, even if I marry devil, you can do something about it. That there's something I can do. I can study the word and make, no. Because there is no situation that is irreversible as long as a Christian, as far as a Christian is concerned. Every situation is reversible. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. So there is a, there is a knowledge you tap into that you cannot orchestrate a change on any situation. But that's not today. So, Ezekiel, this man came to visit him. He was, and they were checking. And in his excitement, he started taking them everywhere, you know. The story is also in Isaiah 37, 38, 39. Isaiah 37, 38, 39. If you see the same story, there's also a second king. Was taking them around the old palace, the second chronicle, took them around. Said, this is the gold, this is the silver, this is where we worship God. He was like, was so happy about it. See that we have plenty gold. And Solomon gave all this gold. See, it's there. And when those men left, they came from Babylon. Isaiah came to his house and said, bros, who were those guys that came? He said, they are visitors from Babylon. He said, what and what did they see in your house? I showed them everything. Ah! Isaiah said that you are a fool. He said, there is nothing that their eyes have seen that they will not take away. He said, don't see the Lord. The days are, you have exposed them to the only things of God. He said, the days are coming. When your children will be taken captive and Jerusalem will be invaded. Now, Ezekiah, honestly speaking, pride can be, a, can subtly come in. It is because of pride that people don't say, I'm sorry to God. And that's why you don't say sorry to men also when you are wrong. If you study very well in Genesis chapter 3, Adam never said sorry once. Did you notice? When God told him that, have you eaten the fruit? He said the woman. And even after God gave the judgment, I want to whisper this to you. God is always merciful. It is impossible for a person to beg God and for God not to answer. Because it is his nature to be merciful. The Bible says he is slow to anger. It takes him time. Once he says, I'm going to do something, that was what David knew. That was what Jonah knew also. They both knew it, and it worked for them. Jonah operated perfect disobedience. Go to Nineveh, went to Tashish. Check the map, direct opposite of Nineveh. And he was angry. When the, when the fish swallowed him, he just said, when he decided to pray from the belly of the sheep, he knew that God will, the fish was going to vomit him. He was already saying, I will pay my vow when I'm out. He knew he was coming out. He had the revelation of the mercy of God for himself, but he did not want God to have mercy on other people. When they told David that choose, for another said, choose three things. When he numbered this, when he numbered Israel, war, land to be invaded, famine. <laughs> David looked and said, Let me fall into the hands of God. He said, For his mercy is great. And truly, that angel started the judgment. When he got to Jerusalem, God said, No. It's like you love a child, you are trying to say, No, 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 enough. Just stop there. And David knew that. He said, let me not fall into the hands of men. Men are terrible. They will overdo. He said, but let me fall into the hands of God. He is merciful. Ezekiel never said sorry. When he received that judgment that Jerusalem will be invaded, you know what he said? He said, oh, it's good. At least me, I will die in peace. He said, it will happen next generation. That is a terrible father. 
They just gave a prophecy that your children will be captured. And all you had to say was that, at least me, I will not be captured. And Isaiah must have been looking at Ezekiel like this. When I told you 15 years ago that you will die, when it was you, you prayed for mercy and God added 15 years to your life. I gave a bad prophecy about your son and you could not pray for your son. You said, well, no problem. The same thing Eli said. When Samuel gave him that message, the first time God spoke to Samuel, 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 he said, tell you, he said, Eli, he said, I said, Opni and Phineas will die in one day and their father will follow everything. What did Eli, Eli said, well, he is the Lord. Let him do whatever. God has sent a prophet to him before Samuel and he answered the same way. That well, he is the Lord. Let him do whatever. When God speaks, wise people listen and they make adjustments. So Ezekiel did all that. So he set up his son for destruction. So when Manasseh became king, he started misbehaving. And God decided to have mercy on Manasseh, even after he did all he did. I'm just saying to us today, this morning, believe me sincerely. It is given for you. If we don't teach people like this, you will never be a strong crusade. You will fall for anything. This is why Christians have gone into policy. They've stolen money like every other person. They do not understand that it is given on behalf of Christ to not only to believe but to suffer. At times, will be rejected. At times, friends will say no to you. At times, will be hungry for the sake of Jesus Christ. Yes, there will be alternatives, but you say no to them because you are standing as an ambassador of the kingdom. When we do this, then the blessing comes. Then even in the midst of the blessing, stand. Hallelujah. See, this is why I told them on Wednesday, and I say this before everybody without any say, it is a prayer I pray day and night. I say it in secret. Now I'm saying it openly. Satan knows, God knows. Anything that God will give me that I cannot give as a seed to him, I am not interested. Before you guys and before angels, I sentenced myself to this lifestyle. And I'm saying it publicly. Confession is powerful. That may I not possess anything that I cannot give as a gift to God. May I not possess. The day he says that, come, I need that thing. And I'm holding it back. Let me not have anything I cannot give. It is called kingdom. Kingdom first. Our heart being conquered. Are you with me? There is no meeting, there is no football, there is nothing I love that I cannot walk away from to go and pray if there is a call to pray. Nothing. Chelsea is my team. I love watching them a lot. But the, but the gospel first. And if any member calls me that pastor I knew counseling, I stop whatever I'm doing that I love doing to attend to them. Gospel. Many of you are calling me in the middle and I didn't answer you. The kingdom first before any other thing. This is what we need. How many Christians have traveled and said bye-bye to Jesus? They get to Cody Rope and their faith is cold. It grieves me. Some of the guys that we serve God on campus together just get abroad and they become philosophers. And all they have to offer us is that churches in Nigeria and there are all those churches and, you know, and they think that they are talking. Nobody who is a soul winner says wrong stuff about, about churches. If you notice problems with church, you choose to do it the right way. If you are a soul winner, you, you don't say things. Are there things wrong with many churches? Yes. All churches, all of them made one mistake or the other. But if you are nobody, the church is not yet perfect, but we are growing. Every day just is correcting the church. Our men peddling error are fizzling out. Are you following me? This is very important. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Suffer for Christ. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. 
Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Touring Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.